Welcome back. Another week of Coach Speak. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We trust that you did. We were off last week, but we wouldn't miss it this week, man. As the season winds down, we still have some more coaches, some in limbo, some we find out some good news about. That's Ira. There's Corey. I'm Jeff. We're brought to you by Artesia Water, artesiawater.com. More on them in a bit whenever I get to it, Corey. We'll please, get to them. Please. We'll Remember, I just want you to know, it. Ira, I want you to remind you, I want to remind you that Ira is the one that chastised you last week. Yeah, well, people are tired of it. I get I, emails I, no, all the I, time. I feel like at some point you're going to look at what you're going to look in the mirror and be like, "Why do yeah. these two guys keep bringing it up?" Nobody it's wants to talk about Artesia Water more than these two gentlemen. My <laughs> God, that's true. Baby. I care I about it. them deeply. They're wonderful sponsors. I love it. But we'll get to them. All right, all right. We'll see. Hey, you know what? We'll see. We'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben. Good to be back with you, buddy. Please tell us that we're going to lead the day with the best news that Coach Speak has heard all year long, and really. Rather implausibly, after a three and nine yeah. campaign, I think we didn't expect this, guys. Well, the vibes are good in Waco, guys. You, you just got to give it time. He's he's building things there. He's getting things right. Uh, big news, Dave Aranda. He's back. Uh, we got a, of course, a great soundbite from Dave, and we've got to start off the show with this. This is after a a tough loss to West Virginia. Uh, so the Baylor Bears are keeping Coach speaking line. For the another ninth, year's day. The ninth loss of the season yeah, for Baylor. Yeah. They're all tough. They're all tough. about this season and it not being acceptable and mm -hmm. it's starting with you. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, starting why should you. fans not give up on you? Uh, no, I appreciate that. I, there is yeah. a great um, uh, great group of, of freshmen and sophomore players, very talented. Clearly. We're working really hard on retaining them. You know, I just think with the – the ability and the the talent that they have right right now they're being recruited and so mm. you know all of Gotta our process them. has been kind of undertaken the last um you know two months really and so we're still kind of into that and I think the connections with them and their, kind and their of coaches and the rest of the team and their connection with me are all going to be a part of it you know i just think that nowadays you're going to end up losing guys Guys are going to move on. I think that's just part of what it is. And so I just think, you know, we've got to build a, the guys that we really, um, you know, can see playing here and, he was gonna say and the, the guys, guys that we want to be want. here and just all yeah. the guys that are right fit. We got to fight really hard to, to keep them. Not and these so I, slappies I think that, that are right now. A lot of positive with that. I think the facility that's, that Baylor football is going to move into is just a huge positive. Yeah. What yep. an opportunity to learn. Uh, and to to um, get detail down better with a walkthrough room and just all of the the learning space there and the technology that's going to be in there, just way cool. And so there is a lot of positive things. I think way you know, cool. at the very end of tonight, it's not way I was cool. speaking with Neil Brown, it's way I have cool. respect for him. Um, and I always have. And he, he came to me and he goes, Dave, this sucks for you you know <laughs> I, go, I, I i appreciate that man I, you guys yeah, I appreciate this. that and um it's 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 way cleansing you're gonna come out of this having fun and kicking butt so i appreciate that i kind of feel like that too and so a lot of work to do though my god yeah. i appreciate right, that question that's enough out of yeah. you dave yeah he told yeah. me to appreciate that question he twice so, <laughs> so neil brown just beats him. Wasn't it like a last second player? So was it was it dramatic? 32, yeah. And he comes up, yeah, yeah. And they apparently had a guy like wide open, like just a complete bust on defense. Give me free touchdown. 
<laughs> and Neil Brown's like the handshake at the end goes, man, this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Dave says, I appreciate that. Appreciate that, Neil. Appreciate that. You pointing that out. This coaching fraternity we have. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just love the idea of it. Walking across to give a man a handshake and a hug like this. Really? This is tough for you. <laughs> Imagine if Mike Norvell and shaking Billy Napier's hand. Tough night, Billy. Tough night, Tough Billy. Night. Tough night. I hope you appreciate what I'm about to say. It must suck to coach the team you coach right now. What's, what's crazy about that, though, is the question, if you remember way back when, was what, what do you tell the fans who are, are done with you? Okay. They don't have belief in you. And then he starts talking about how hard it is, how hard it's going to be to keep their roster intact. Yeah. Hey, but don't great. worry, Corey, that facility's pretty nice. Yeah, I got a walkthrough room. Gotta, we're going to have a great walkthrough room. And yeah. It's like, man, that's going to be there whether you're here or not. Yeah. That, that yeah. it was a weird answer to say we got a bunch of freshmen and sophomore we like, but they've been being recruited for the last two months. We hope we can keep them. That is exactly what he said. Thank you. That was succinct and solid. We don't need to add to that. That's perfect. Ben, next coach. Well, real quick, real quick, though, I just want to say, I I just want to say shout out to Coach Speak Nation. How how many people tweeted at us about Aranda getting his extension? People were fired up. Yeah, Yeah, man. People love him. They love Dave, and everybody's like, this guarantees season number two of Coach Speak. You know, by the way, no fewer. I happened to be on the internet when he got his vote of approval to be back, and like within thirty seconds, Ira, to your point, Coach Speak Nation, we were added right. by about twenty-two people in yeah. thirty seconds after yeah. it happened. They were like, "Yes, I, yes." I, I was wondering, like, you know, Pete Thamel and the Newsbreaker people who were tweeting the news, yeah. everybody responding to them about Coach Speak, and I'm sure they're like, "What the hell is Coach Speak?" Yeah. Uh, they'll know soon enough. They'll know soon enough. That's right. All right, Ben, what do we got? Uh, safe to say all of our fans appreciated that move, I would say, guys. What do you think? Mm, amen. Uh, while we appreciated that, uh, we unfortunately lost a Coach Speak veteran in Jimbo Fisher. Mm. Uh, his offensive coordinator, Bobby Petrino, went back to his old stopping grounds at Arkansas. He was on a Razorbacks podcast and had some interesting things to say about his time with Jimbo. Uh-oh. Offense that, that I know, and – and uh, you know, last last this past season, um, I went into AM and Jimbo wanted to keep his terminology and I didn't sleep for months. You know, <laughs> it was it was hard. It was studying every night, trying to figure this out. Why are we calling it this way? You know, and um, but I have an offense that I'm very familiar with and and understand inside and out, and calling it will be much easier and going quicker and the players are going to have to work hard at, at understanding it, but we'll have a, a processed approach to installing it and learning it. Um, and we'll get it installed three times. And psychologists say, if you learn something three times, you, you better have it. So uh, mm. we'll expect yeah. them by kickoff uh, to have it, have it down and have it ready to go. How many, psych- I've heard so many psychologists say that people are taking shots at Jimbo for that whole thing on Twitter and social media. Because, like, why did, uh, you know, why did he make this guy, why did he make Petrino learn his system? But it made more sense, actually. And this is the one time I'm going to defend, defend Jimbo. Yeah. It makes more sense for him to have to learn Jimbo's offense than, than it does for the whole team to learn Bobby Petrino's, especially when 
that whole setup was only going to be in effect for about three months. Yeah, it's you like Petrino. Petrino was staying up for three nights to learn the chart, or three months not being able to sleep. Well, that's better than the whole offense not being able to sleep. You learn it. But how about this, guys? This speaks to the larger problem with Jimbo in general. Like, you didn't have the damn conversation? Right. Like, what are we yeah. – <laughs> it sounds like Bobby was caught off guard. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hired him. He hired him and then goes, oh, and by the way, here's my playbook yeah. that you're going to learn yeah. and you're going to have to install. And, these are, and, and, in fact, this is the order I like to call the plays. Yeah. So going back to, I think, maybe the first episode of Coach Peak, it might have been where we – Talk this about this relationship, and Jeff, you seemed a little dubious about whether or not uh, yeah. it was actually going to be Petrino's offense. No, uh, it was my favorite part because Jimbo won't do that. But he, you know, and when Jimbo's asked about it in the very first press conference after announcing that they were going to hire Bobby Petrino, he's like, "It does, guys, guys. It really doesn't. It, who calls the plays doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. plays <laughs> are plays. Football plays are football plays. Yeah, it's yeah. All right, Jimbo. Oh my, right. okay, man. Why'd you hire him then? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. That's too good. All right, Ben, let's keep it rolling. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's replacement at Texas A&M is Mike Elko. I don't have any of his quotes, but I do have this weird moment from the cult that is Texas A&M. Oh, I man. just wanted to get your all's oh. reaction to this. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hey! Oh. Is that the – that's the reporters, right? Or those are the reporters sitting in front of the podium. Right? <laughs> that's, that's, Gigam, that's Gigam Nation and that's uh, press four seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I it's like a scene out of like it's a Wonderful Life or something. Like if if there was a football version of It's a Wonderful Life, except it would be called It's a Horrible Life. Run, <laughs> you're in College Station with this football program, and you barely see them, but there is one of the male. Yale leaders, cheerleaders, oh, yeah. right yeah. in front of the podium, leading the crew. No, there's actually two or three of them. If you could show it again, Ben, because you, you get to see them pointing their air pistols. Up oh, they're the doing the air pistols. Yeah. It's, it's, the... it's incredible. The whole thing. Here they, you see them down in the front shooting their. Oh, their, yeah, oh there it is. Okay. They got their, their fake pistols. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's they're the look, everybody out. Look, everybody sways. People swag surf. I get it. Honestly, when you zoom in on – when you just hone in on those two cheerleader guys or the three, that's the creepiest part of the whole deal. Because <laughs> it does – it just – what's going on? What yeah. What's it's going on with that? Land. That's the We're creepiest part land, of all of it. Man. Yeah, I'm it's, telling you – It's out of like some bizarro Disney World football edition. It's creepy. It's a cult for real. It's and also, the I, wonder, I wonder how many times – Somebody's been in one of those press conferences because I hire coaches every few years. And I wonder how many times they were there. And at some point, somebody had that eureka moment that they were that they had been indoctrinated. Yeah. Like, you know how like sometimes people are, you know, they, they're swept away with the charisma of a cult leader. Like Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then one of them wakes up and like seven yeah. years in, it's like, holy hell, this is nuts. Yeah. These people are crazy. The aliens aren't coming to get yeah. us. Leah Remedy. Leah Remedy finally yeah. figured it out with Scientology. I wonder how many yeah. times somebody was sitting here going like this, and they were like, what are we doing? It really, it could be like a like a horror movie where they hire a coach, and then you see the fear in his eyes. <laughs> they're not going to let him leave town now. Yeah, oh. yeah, you're in for the long haul, although that's never the case in College Station. And I don't want to go back and do it again, Ben, but I would I would tell the people that are watching this, rewind like a minute, watch it again, 
because I don't want to point out family members that are not public figures, but I guess I will. Watch Elko's family. I mean, well, you just feel awful for those people. And they look absolutely mortified. Of course they do. And they're trying to mouth the words. Like, because yeah. who would know that song, whatever that's like? Nobody. The cheerleaders do. Yeah. It's like in the movie Get Out. They're, they're all very nervous. They're scared. And they're looking around like, what is going on here on these grounds? What is happening? Why do these people have a faraway look in their eyes? But also, like, when when Pete Carroll got hired by the Seahawks, did he have to go be a part of the, the no. 12th man in the Legion of Boom? Like, no. why did these colleges, make, especially that one, make the coaches have to sway to a dance they'll never do? Norvell didn't have to ride out on Renegade and plant a spirit midfield after his press conference. Why is Mike Elko and Jimbo Fisher, for that matter, swaying like idiots? You know what? He it. Held up a boot. In Gainesville, they, maybe they should make them wrestle an alligator, and if they don't win, they don't get the job. <laughs> no, they're dead if you don't if win. If they don't win, they're dead. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're dead if they don't me? win that fight. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Ben. So, like, who would even beat Joe Rogan? Like, who wrestles alligators? <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing here? Short-lived tenure. <laughs> I think a, a couple of our Coach Speak guys have been hanging out. Well, I don't think we've had Matt Rule on here yet, uh, no. Nebraska head coach, but it seems like he's been hanging out with P.J. Fleck. He was Ooh. asked about his emotions after senior That's... day, a tough loss to Iowa. And, Please, uh, don't Please don't bring oh, up man. cancer. Please don't bring up cancer. Oh, man, and Matt, you've been there one year. You don't even know these kids. You saw that interception. It's a cool jacket. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll let the players talk about it. You know, I just, uh, um, like I said, I, I'm so confident in what we're doing and feel, feel so great about the things that are happening and so excited to see where this thing is going to end up. I just feel crushed for those guys. You know, as I told them, you know, sometimes the first people to do things don't get to see the results. You know, the first people to storm the beach at Normandy, you know, the, oh. the first explorers, oh, oh, like you don't oh, always oh. get to see the end result, but oh, I really can't say that enough about these happened. guys. You know, I remember I, I can sit back to sitting there with Luke Reimer, Nick, oh, no, Nick, you know, Nick, Nick, I want to see where he's going. There's nowhere to, to go. See. You can't undo see. that. You can't I want to see maybe he made another reference. He could have gone worse. The, you know, the sailors on the USS Arizona. They didn't nah. know that four years later Japan would surrender. They probably rest easy now. Should we come back? What's it going to be like, Coach? Will you give us a chance? You have this reputation of playing young players. And so um, I told them, like, just, just for Julie and me and Vivian, Leon, and Bryant, like, what an amazing year of just getting mm. to know these guys. And um, yeah. Yeah. so, you know, I felt crushed for them. But at the same time, Expecting us to stop them, you know, and thinking, hey, they can't make a 35 yard, we'll block it all the way to the very end to see them block it. And, um, you know, that's that's three walk off field goals, you know, to, to lose to lose the year. That's that's tough. Um, but but, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll wake up tomorrow. We'll come in on Monday. We'll start working. But we'll those guys are going to next phase of life. We'll get back to work. You know, too often people complain and whine and talk and all those things. We're going to work. And um, uh, I think we got the we got the young players to do it, so we'll be back. So he, you think, you think he in might, the back of his mind, he knew, he knew, he just had to keep talking. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He and he. Here's the thing that we've always operated under the assumption that maybe Matt Rule was great, and Aranda lived off of Matt Rule's players and program when he won National Coach of the Year. That you know, with the COVID year or whatever. Mm. 
But Matt Rule sucked with the Panthers. Yes. And he might be sucking here. So maybe he sucks too. Like I'm trying to figure out. He we'll wanted see. Baylor. Look, he wanted Baylor, right? Yeah. And they didn't even have a walkthrough room when he was winning at <laughs> Baylor. I, I just want to point that out. They they didn't have the facilities. Uh, you know, so just realize that, Ira, as you're talking about Matt Rule. Uh, right. But, you know, go – yeah, he might. Uh, but also, like, you just – I don't know. common sense about you. Yeah, yeah like I, I just – that that's the first thing you think of. Because, I, you know, I get the – I get the idea of, okay, we might be 10-2 and two, two years from now, and these guys that were there at the beginning, they don't get yeah, the they love get that they – yeah. we all get it. You know, those guys will still be living their lives as 24-year-olds. Somewhere, someone might be playing professional football. They might be married. Like, it's just an odd it, – it, it's an odd comparison to make to the guys that just ran up to uh, essentially machine gun nests and got mowed down. On Generally the speaking, you shouldn't compare your quest to win a football game to those football. that sacrifice their lives on Omaha Beach. That's just – it's probably not a good idea yeah. in general, and it should be. It should occur to you before you utter it. At the end of that statement, one of the reporters should have been like, "Do you have any other gems like that? Yeah. <laughs> any other comparisons you want to you want to throw out there, Hot Shot? I like also with him. I hadn't. I guess I hadn't seen him much this year. The gray hair. I you could speak to this a little bit. Mm -hmm. The gray silver hair, but the jet black goatee. What are, yeah, what's going I, on there? Uh, I wish I could speak to I need to do that. Uh, by the way, I want to inform you that he is a candidate for the peninsula or isthmus uh, that Jimbo Fisher had. That is a thicker set of hair than he had on the sidelines with the Carolina Panthers, my friends. Oh, okay. Huh? All right. Well, he's getting yeah. more money probably. Yeah. This is, this is, we've got the, uh, the weave in full effect going on in Lincoln right now. But guys. why, why, if you're going to die, I assume he died the goatee. I could be wrong. I guess there's, Miracles that happen with hair, where your the top goes gray, but the the chin stays black. His mustache is pretty black. Not all of it though. Like his is jet black. Like the whole thing is jet black, and his hair is as gray as Iris. Sorry, as silver as Iris. Well, he he likes to think of himself as a a, a freedom fighter, <laughs> uh, someone who you know liberates countries, liberates. Right. Yeah. So, much like our boys, much like our yeah. boys in Normandy. You're right. Good point, Ira. Yeah. That's a toughie, and I just don't know how these coaches always do it. They're stuck on war references all the time or or catastrophes of some sort. It's just nuts. All right, Ben, let's keep it rolling. Maybe it's just a Big Ten thing, guys. I don't know. Might yeah, it could be. Yeah, they yeah. just don't yeah. know what they're saying up there. Something going on up there. Uh, Jim Mora, you, you guys really need to go back and watch this entire press conference. I didn't want to bore you to death, but he was pissed the entire time about NIL at UConn. This is awesome. Oh, my God. Here we go. Yeah. UF Here we go. Dedicating that and taking care of that problem must take away from what your whole career you've done best, which is coaching. Well, I'm not a fundraiser. I wasn't hired to be a fundraiser. I've never been a fundraiser. I've never been asked to fundraise. I don't have a degree in fundraising. I'm not a business major. I'm a football coach. Jim, I remember talking in the offseason, looking ahead to this season, you fully expected to be a better football team than you were. I mean, look, just a sec. I have 120 yeah. players. I knew that was coming. Okay. He wasn't Basketball that teams answer. in this country have 12 to 15, right? That the time investment in, in our players is so critical. And, you know, like I said, <laughs> there's only so many hours in a day, right? 
between recruiting, uh, the portal, uh, nurturing your own players. Uh, there's, there's just hard, cold realities that people have to face. And uh, the world of college football has changed dramatically, dramatically. And to win, you have to freaking, you have to have people that go out and raise money, and a lot of money. I mean a lot of money. Like, if we want to be a top group of five team, it is a fact that we have to have at least $1.5 million in NIL money. At least. At least to compete with who we're competing against. And uh, so... It ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I you like I, said, I don't think people are going to want to hear that. But I don't really care what they want to hear because that's the truth. That is just the truth. That's the truth today. And it's, it's unfortunate. And it, it's not... You know, it's not what anybody wanted college football to be, I don't think. But it is the truth. You Except know? the guys are going to Okay, I'm sorry I cut sorry. you off there. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Expectations to be a better football team this year than last year when you were coming into this season. I think we are a better football team. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. You, despite the bottom line of a record, because there's a lot of variables that go Despite the yeah. budget and the payroll. I do, but uh, not good enough. You know, not good enough. Um, you know, we, we, we haven't run the ball like we did last year. And, and you know, uh, no excuses, but there's reasons. You know, two, two of our running top backs. running backs decided that they wanted to go in the portal. <laughs> and they thought that they could go, you know, find a better situation and make money elsewhere. Um, so that hurt us. You know, we, we had uh, a young quarterback, or not a young quarterback, an inexperienced in Taekwon who's really grown. So there's been improvement there. Uh, but, you know, we haven't been able to be balanced enough. Um, you know, we've sustained some some injuries on defense. I think in the secondary, you know, guys playing hurt that have that have hurt us. But uh, we're a better football team with the worst record, and that's extremely frustrating. You know, because you see where the world is going, and <laughs> we play. Like I said, go look at the top group of five teams in the country and look at their schedule and compare it to our schedule. So if we're going to play those teams and people want us to beat Duke and North Carolina State and Syracuse and, East, and Maryland next year and Wake Forest next year, then All there the needs to boys. be a commitment monetarily 
to helping us get the players that can beat them. Because if you're not going to help us get the players to beat them, then you are not entitled to bitch when we don't beat them. All right, there we go. There was the payoff. There it is. I was wondering where he was going to go with that at the end. So he's so. I mean, who are these UConn fans? He thinks are writing these checks. They're on his ass, Ira. Yeah, man. He They're can't on his walk ass. Down the street stores. <laughs> the man is breaking under the pressure of these fans, demanding answers every Saturday. He thought it was tough being an NFL coach. Now he's at UConn. Are you kidding me? He does. He's never felt a pressure vice like that. I was waiting for him to say, "Freaking Gino Ariema's got five million dollars now." <laughs> yeah, Paige Beckers makes more than my entire team, <laughs> dude. I I love the moments when we watch on Coach Speak when the guy moves on, but he hasn't moved on. You could tell he was coming back. Like he's like, oh. I'm not done answering that question. Yeah. yeah, and he was pissing him off the more he thought yeah. about it. And he was not listening to whatever that guy was prattling on about. <laughs> and then that, and then when he was done, that guy asked the exact same question again, which I find. But then he came back to the NIL again. Yeah, it didn't matter what he asked him. Well, and also like, what it, does he think that like? Did UConn fans give a a crap about football? Like enough to like you got to pony up. Stories. Have you been on their message boards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you're right. I have not as much because it's so vile. I mean, they just get after it. It's a cesspool. Yeah, it is. It is. That's They're all. They all care angry about. and they blame yeah. him, and he's letting them know I don't have the money. I don't have I the can't money. Get the kids in here. Pony up. I feel like he's Broke got acid. some. I feel like he's got some paychecks left over from the Falcons. Yeah, he could he could so. pony up a little bit. All right, Ben, what do we got? Oh, we had another coach speak legend that went down, Dana Holgerson at Ooh. Houston. Yeah, after a four and eight season, which makes this opening statement even more hilarious. Seniors in the locker room are kind of sad right now. I mean, you know, it's over for them. Thing, uh, <laughs> stop for a second. Yeah. He starts off by saying the players in the locker room are kind of sad, sad right now and then laughs. And then laughs, yeah. And then laughs, yeah. <laughs> like right. these kids don't know any better. They're yeah. still they're still upset when they lose football games. Idiots. I mean, they should have been with me when I stormed Normandy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'd understand. Anyway, sorry, Ben. I just I told them I loved them and appreciate everything that they did for us. Uh, you know, it hits you when you walk off that field for the last time. It, it, it hits you. So those guys are pretty emotional in there. Um, really wanted to try to, you know, get a win. Senior night last week, uh, put a lot into it, and you know, that would have been awesome, you know, to knock off Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah. you know, didn't get the job done. So this is the real senior day, honestly. This is the last time that they play. So, you know, poured a lot into it. They gave me a lot of effort, you know, and our attitude was good. The game meant something. They've been answering questions all week about, you know, does this game mean anything? Yeah, it meant a lot. You know, we were playing for conference standings and all that, you know. Uh, Central Florida is a heck of a team, heck of a program. You know, they're going through the same stuff we are. I mean, they're, you know, they're the, they're six and six and get, get to go to a bowl game. They got good players. They've won a lot of games in this, in this place. So, you know, disappointed how it ended, uh, disappointed in the losing record, um, you know, Year one, Big 12, knew it was going to be tough, and it was. Uh, it's not going to get easier. So, you know, just obviously got a whole lot of work to do, and that starts Monday. No. Not for you. <laughs> no, it would not start Monday. Yeah, that's right. Monday. 
Do you think he was coaching for his job? Like, do you think if he won, they would have kept him? No. He was done. I I'd heard rumors two, three weeks ago he was done, and I think he knew it too. That was weird. That's a weird press conference. Everything about that was strange. Yeah, well, he's a strange dude. He the whole and I think when we had him on last time we talked about this, the emotion is just so not there. Like he he seems like he's like when you go to the mechanic and the mechanic's like, Yeah, I'm, I think I can get this done for you for about 180, and then you go back and he's like, I, I tried to get it done for 180, but it's gonna be about it's gonna be about 400. I'm I'm sorry about that. I mean, that's how <laughs> losing football. We wanted to win the game. It, yeah. Disappointed it, that we didn't. But life goes on, we get back to work. I do like that he rubs it into his own fans' wounds there when he says, you know, this they, they won six games. They get to go to a bowl game. We don't. Yeah. And it's going to be harder next year. <laughs> it's not getting any easier. Yeah. Hey, you, if you thought this year's four and eight campaign sucks. Right till next year. Right Although that's not year. true because they, they don't have to play Oklahoma or Texas. So I feel like it will get easier for the next Houston head coach. Really, the downfall of the season was they did get screwed against Texas. My man they was did. two I, yards past the line the game. Yeah, unbelievably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, what do we got? Hey, we got two more guys. Uh, we're going to go to Gainesville. Billy Napier, uh, this oh, was a, a snippet of an okay. answer that he had after he was asked how he deals with losing seasons as a coach. Mm. Well, we, we're in the process of rebuilding the roster. We're in the process of um, learning how to make it work at the University of Florida. You know, And uh, we were here. We're brought here for a reason. Um, there's no denying that we have work to do, but I think what gives me confidence is what I see from the players, the growth I see, their words, their actions, the way they work, the, you know, the selflessness, the sacrifice, um, their investment, you know, and, and I think everybody likes to use the word buy-in, you know, but I think for me it's more about action. And I think I've seen a ton of action from players and like not going just the how portal. they compete on game day, uh, but also I'm with them every day. So regardless of what anybody else says, I don't really care, okay, because I know the young men in that locker room, um, and I have, I've got confidence and belief uh, in that group. So, um, you know, you, you fall down, right? I mean, this yeah. is yeah. Uh, much like – Many of you have fallen down in your career at times. You know, our, young, our young people, they came up short, you know, and they uh, they got to get up off the ground and learn and adapt and evolve and grow. Um, and it's hard. But ultimately, I think we all can agree that a lot of the growth and improvement that we've been through in life came from some of the tougher times, right? And I think it's important for me to set a good example for them, right? Because I think ultimately... Um, that's what our young people need. I agree with him on something here, guys, really quick. It's about taking action, and you at home can take action by going to artesiawater.com where you can get yourself the best water anywhere in the state of Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Forget about it. Forget about it. It's the best. I just had a giant glass before we started so I wouldn't start coughing. Artesiawater.com. Ira, tell them about how easy it is and the discount they get if they go to artesiawater.com. Yeah, artesiawater.com is the website, Artesia with a Z. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. In fact, I'm a little disappointed right now. As soon as we started taping, and I thought to myself about the fact that I'm not back home. Yeah. here in Charlotte, North Carolina for this football game. No Artesia for you. I don't have the Artesia water set up here. 
it's a heartbreaker. Um, but if you can get it at your house or your business, if you live in North Florida, basically from Perry to the east, all, all the way to the panhandle, the end of the panhandle to the west, up into South Georgia and South Alabama. And if you mention Coach Speak, whether it's an email or if you go on their website uh, and request a quote, if you mention Coach Speak, they'll give you your first month free the delivery, the setup, and uh, your your water. How how's it going over at your place, Corey? Well, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm in Atlanta right now, but Stephanie was swinging by my house to get something anyway because she's meeting me up here to go to Charlotte. And I asked her if she could just bring a couple of jugs with her. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a couple of jugs of artesia water. Artesia water, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she said no, she's not doing that. But she loves it too. We all love it. We all love it. They're just maybe a little too heavy for her, I guess. Uh, uh, one one thing to note, by the way, besides the love of artesiawater.com. Well, go ahead, you <laughs> and jugs. You were going to say something, Ira, before yeah, I, I say thanks to Trevor and the crew. Uh, in, in yeah. yeah, they're awesome. Uh, and mine, mine just got refilled. I put a new one on today. Pick that baby up. Boom. Just oh, like that. Was ready to roll. Down. I could do it. I did it for the first hey. time. Just Stephanie had done it the, the previous time. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Like yeah, legitimately oh, anybody can do it. So guys, I want to ask you both before we move on from Billy and get to our last clip. I think as a, as a, triumvirate here as a trio we ought to incorporate this uh anytime we can and i want to hear it from you guys at a press conference i'll try to do it on my show we can maybe do it on some little headlines together whatever we want to do here if for some reason it is pointed out to us that we made a mistake yeah. make sure that you come back guns a blazing yeah. about the loser that asked you that question yeah, yeah. remember how many times you've fallen down and you never got back up joe you're still just sitting there in the muck He's, he's he's looking around. He surveyed the room before he said it. He's like, <laughs> "Look at you, humps! Look at I all mean, these yeah. slappies! You guys yeah. never stood up." <laughs> are covering this football program. <laughs> yeah, you're asking uh, me questions. That was so <laughs> what happened? Good, what man. went wrong in your life? He's a step <laughs> away from being like, "Look at you, Gus." You fat ass! <laughs> you know, he's that close. <laughs> Who are you to criticize me? I saw you, Gus. Gus, I saw you drive up in your Buick Skylark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not where you wanted to be either. <laughs> so Stuff let's not pretend. <laughs> yeah. These players actually have a chance to be a winner, Gus. Yeah. You're Gus. done. You've been a loser yeah. for decades. Yeah, look at you, Gus. Get out of the room. Yeah. Get out of the room, Ain't Gus. no portal for you, Gus. You yeah. can't go anywhere. I'll see you in the spring. I'll be Gus. making millions, Gus. <laughs> millions. One day back about 20 years ago, you were at the Gainesville Sun. Now you're typing on a blog. Nobody <laughs> sees it, Gus. Yeah, you're interviewing <laughs> Billy Napier. Yeah. A, old Sunbud Billy up here is making more money than you'll ever see. Uh, all right, Ben, what do we got? Hey, well, you guys have been so great uh, supporting Coach Speak that we're we're going to continue it into basketball season. And this is the perfect segue. Oh, Kenny Payne at Louisville. It's this is, I don't, ride. I don't ever, by the way, I don't ever see any of these clips ahead of time. I have not seen this one, but I saw what he said and it's insanity. Anyway, it's go insanity. ahead. It's awesome. It made me laugh. It's awesome. He lost his team. It's great. <laughs> I only saw it because people were tweeting this? it. I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. 
No, 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 no. No. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. And he played, and he played well. Next. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go well for him. Kenny Payne may be a crazy person. Oh, it looks like it. Because here's the thing, like, Patino, when he had Louisville rolling, or Denny Crum, just pick a good college head coach. Denny Crum, nicely done. Well, I was just thinking of Louisville guys, but any yeah. coach, man, the the uh, any literally anyone, um, they can say that if they've been winning games for like five or six years because you trust that they have their locker room intact. They have yeah. a culture. They have a program to be proud of. That dude won like five games last year total at Louisville. And, and he then put a bullseye on his player's chest just now. Six games in. Not only does he have a player that doesn't want to play because he doesn't have the tights, he tells the world about it. And That's a wrap. The best part is he tells us not once but twice that he didn't have the tights that we've never had. Never <laughs> had. Never had the tights. Which doesn't. How does that even make sense? Was, like, so the kid was finally like, Coach, I've asked you for seven <laughs> games. Yeah. I'm done. I, you can't keep telling me next game. I'm done. I'm not playing until I get my tights. How am I supposed to play in the wrong tights? It's like Rain Man having to watch Wapner. Like he can't get on the court until he sees Judge Wapner. It's nuts. It's insanity. But then he lets the guy play in the second half. He's like, yeah, he played pretty good. He played pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we won the game. Even though he didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. Hey, how many years do you guys think Judge Wapner's been dead? Oh, I would say... I think he probably lived longer than you think. I would say he died in 13. I'm going to say he's been dead 12 years. We're going to do it. Oh, well, there you're right. You Price is right in me there. So I'd say, yeah, 2010 is where I think he died. I'm going to do a uh, – here it is. I found him. He died in 2017, oh. guys. Oh, oh, man, he made it a good long while. He must have oh, been 90 years old. He was out living in L.A. when he died at the age of, yeah, so he was born in 1919. He died in 2017. That's a really good run. That's a 98-year run. That's a 98-year run. You think he was on the beach at Normandy? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hey, unlike those other guys, he made it to the next. I mean, he could have been Actually, because, yeah, he probably could have been 22. I bet he was, Ira. I mean, he, he you think about it, that's the right age. He could have been. <laughs> that would have been funny if Matt Rule, and like, you know those guys that died on Normandy, they didn't get to see people's court. They didn't get to see Judge Wapner leave that beach and then become a, a gazillionaire ruling on somebody not mowing their lawn. Ben but, just gave you guys the answers really quick, everybody. I want to make sure we get this out there to you and reiterate. Coach Beak is continuing on. Just because football season ends doesn't mean we're not going to keep this thing rolling. We found a gym here, and we're going to keep it rolling. You guys have been supportive, passing around to everybody else. We want to make sure we make Artesia water happy. But basketball coaches are crazy. Generally well, speaking, I, you know, I, yeah. Literally, like Kenny Payne doing that, it looked like he wanted people to, like, um, commiserate with him. Or, like, like yeah, yeah. Like, I, I see it's just hard to coach these kids, man. These kids are garbage. And it's like, but maybe at a, at a, at a program where they respect the coach, they would know never to bring up the time. Like he thinks it makes him look good that he's having to coach these kind of guys. But I have to deal with it. You look at yeah. what I have to deal with. And more like, it's like you have a kid like that that's willing to not play because he doesn't have his tights, and then you air it out for the world to see. It's it's, it's unbelievable. I have a I have a feeling he might be our Dave Aranda, but he, not in a uh, – just that he'll be a weekly – 
He'll be a weekly addition. Yeah, but he's not going to make it another year like Dave Aranda did. He will not right. get the vote of confidence. He will not get the vote. Walk through room or not, they're not getting a. He's not getting the vote of confidence. He will be done probably sometime in February. I think. I don't think he makes it to March. Real quick, just uh, I want to apologize real quick for the sound quality. I'm up here in Charlotte for the football game. Next week on Coach Speak, we'll all be better. We'll have our better sound. The other thing is, guys, we didn't do it last show, but I think we want to get into the, I want to get in the routine of picking our Coach of the Week. So can oh. we Coach of the Week? Oh, it's a robust Dave Aranda. Oh, I was going to say Matt Rule because that was something we hadn't heard before. Well, you're right to pick that, but I will. All, if Dave Aranda makes the show, he wins. Well, how about we name it the Dave Aranda Coach of the Week Award? Yeah, yeah there it is. You can't, you can't pick him because he's already in the title. We did it. We yeah. did it. That's what we solved on this edition of Coach Speak. From here on out, when we pick our Coach of the Week, it's the Dave Aranda Coach of the Week, all right? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I love it. We, we get it. a little trophy made. I we love could, it. You know what we should going to say? I appreciate that on the bottom. <laughs> yes, and we could get a bunch made and send it to them every week, and they'll have no idea why they're getting this in the mail. Yeah, the Coach gets it in the mail, <laughs> and it's just Dave Aranda with his long hands on a desk going, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, that's perfect. Good job, Ben. Good job, Corey and Ira. I'm Jeff. Thanks for watching, everybody. And we'll talk again soon next week, in fact, on another edition of Coach Speak. ArtesiaWater.com. Check it out. It's worth it. I promise. Mm. Peace.